It's time to sit back, relax, and enjoy this next bit of brilliance with Joel and Jeremy. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's the Killer Bees. He's blank on Brandon. We'll get to the uh, top 24 storylines in, in a moment. But let's go out to the HRP listener line, 713-780-3776. Paul, you're in the hive of the bees. What's up, Paul? Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year, fellas. That was a, a uh, just an outstanding rundown of, I think, what the Astros need to do in the offseason. And, you know, you brought up a great point about, about Crane being complicit in this overspending. It's like he screwed this up. He should spend a little more to get us out of it, or get, I say, us, like I'm with the Astros, but, you know, get the team out of it. I mean, it wasn't like some unforeseen thing. It was, this was his doing. So if you have to spend a little bit, we're just talking about a Hunter Renfro, a Teoscar Hernandez, an Adam Duvall. We're not talking about Cody Bellinger, but I mean, that, that to me is, I mean, it's, it's very frustrating as an Astros fan. Appreciate the call, Paul. You're breaking up there a little bit. Um, that, that's the thing. Like, I'm not asking for Bellinger. That's I'm not asking too, yeah. for Otani. Uh, go get a Duvall for seven to eight million dollars a year. I don't hate the idea of Brantley back. And Brantley, like, if you're married to the idea of giving May- uh, Myers the, you know, let's find out for once and for all if he's your starting center fielder. I don't love that theory, but I could live with it a lot more if you had a backup option. Sure. Like, what is your backup option right now if Jake Myers fails? Which is like fifty percent would be putting it. So lightly. Chaz goes to center. Yeah, Jordan's got to play left Which a lot more. I hate the idea of Jordan do. playing out. Al- Jordan Alvarez playing left field a lot. Jordan but, rules. But even then, even then, who's your DH? Well, yeah, you have nothing there. That's not really a plan well, B. Well, you, that's not a plan B. No, like, I was getting maybe, creative, I, but I was going to say, well, then Yiner, when he's not behind the plate, he's going to be some of those days at at DH. I think your plan. I think most people would say Dubon. Dubon's your plan B. Mauricio Dubon, if Jake Myers fails, is the guy that you roll out in center field and he plays center field every day. Okay. Like, I like Dubon. I think Dubon is a fine player. Uh, he makes contact a lot, never walks, doesn't have much pop. But then now what? Now you're carrying a bench of Jake Myers, who can't be an everyday guy because now you've replaced him with Mauricio Dubon. Greg Kessinger, who I don't even know if he's a big league player. He might be a 4A player. David Hensley's a 4A player. John Singleton's a 4A player. Corey Jolks is a 4A player. Like, your bench sucks. Quite frankly, like, but your bench is terrible. I think you have to just listen to what Dana Brown's telling you. He's telling he's telling you that Crane's not giving him the resources. He's also telling that he loves Jacob Melton. He has gone out of his way this entire offseason to bring up multiple times that Jacob Melton has been asked about in every single trade conversation yes. he has had, but he has buffed all of them. Rebuffed all of them. Has, but do you plan on seeing him this year? But I think you might, but here's the yes. thing with Dana Brown that we've learned. Dana Brown exaggerates. Dana Brown talks up all of his players, every single one of them. He talked about he whenever he the same this because you're talking about Astros line whenever yeah. Dana Brown was on Callis over on the flagship a couple of months ago whenever it was I listened to that yeah he did say that he turned down you know Jake uh, the idea of trading Jacob Melton you know what else he said he said he thinks Spencer Arigetti can be a rookie of the year like Dana Brown exaggerates I like that's I, I know a he fact does. but I think if you ask the question like what is your backup plan if Myers fails uh, it's Dubon and Melton. See, I don't but, think you're bringing up Melton to be a backup, though. Like, you're not bringing up Melton until he's playing every day. I think your your answer, because I don't believe in Jake Myers in center field at all anymore. Uh, and I, I had apprehension from the jump. But in what I've seen in the last couple of years, 
Jake Myers is not a starting center fielder for the Houston Astros. And Jake Myers, if, if someone else wants him, should come get him or they should trade him. Because I think your options in center fielder, Chaz or Dubon, you're right about that. And I forgot, I overlooked Dubon because I like him as a utility Same. guy. Same. That's I, what I don't like about that idea. I, I like the fact that he's such a good, versatile piece that can give you a decent bat wherever he fills in. But at the same time, I, I think offensively, you're a much better offense if Chaz is in center field, but you still got to go get a bat. And when you start talking about, can you get Brantley for five or six? Can, and the reason why I kept pushing J.D. Martinez is because the rumor right now is he'd be willing to settle for five or six. If you can get one of those two guys at five or six, yeah, ideally Soler is a better piece. He's probably going to want more than that. He would, yeah. And for more years. But if you can just piece five or six, you and I talked about finances a couple weeks ago. Five or six here, five or six on a relief pitcher, or however many it takes to get Hicks, I really personally want, and, and I know that I've been harping on this, but I really want Naris back. But if you can't get Naris back, can you get another veteran reliever in that kind of range? And then if you've got to trade some pieces away to kind of try and get some of that back for Crane, okay. But we know that there's a surplus of starting pitching. Yeah, we know there's other ways you can try and do things, but those guys would be uh, key for this team. The surplus of starting pitching is cheap, though. Like, so you, you can't really... You're not going to be able to get back the money that you're going to spend. I, not I, all frankly, of it. Well, that's I don't what I'm saying. I don't really think it's possible. I said like, get back some of it. Yeah, but I just, I, like even if you do, like if you sign a JD Martinez at a five or six, and you trade her in Arcidi, who's projected to make three, it's still plus three million that you're you know you're, you're having to spend. Uh, Honestly, I, Martinez not... wouldn't be my first idea. No, the, like I, I don't want to poo poo Martinez so much, but if it's like JD Martinez or John Singleton on my final bench Ross like spot, give me Martinez because now you do have a better plan B if Jake Myers does not succeed as a center fielder. I don't love the idea of Jordan Alvarez playing left field, but he'll go play left field half the games, and then you have JD Martinez who's ready to be the DH. So if it's J.D. Martinez versus John Singleton last bench spot, I'm picking J.D. Martinez. But I want a bat who can who has the possibility of playing alpha. That's why I like the Brantley idea more than the J.D. Martinez idea. And you can bring back Brantley as your fourth outfielder. Let's see if Jake Myers can have success. If he doesn't, well, now you have Chaz in center, Brantley in left. If it works out, well, cool. Now you got Michael Brantley off the bench who can hit pretty good and play every now and then. Could J.D. play first? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Honestly, I think your I think your best option, if if Jake Myers falls flat on his face, and I can't believe that Corey Lee is now going to be blocked again once in his career by Martin Maldonado, I think your best option if Jake Myers totally fails is to trade back for Martin Maldonado at the deadline. And, and I'm, I'm being 100% honest. I'd rather play Caratini Ma- every day and McCormick then move Yiner is- to first or DH. We're yeah. DH in this yeah, situation. DH, yeah, Alvarez is in left. Yiner is your that's, DH. That's I, a hot take there, Joe. I, I'm just saying, like, they've done it once. Like, Why it, would it, you it, trade for Maldi and not just play Caratini when you gave him, what, $6 million a year? Because I, I think they love Maldi. They love him so much that they let him walk for less money than the catcher that they signed. But that's I, also because of the pressure to play Yiner every day behind the dish. I, I'm talking well, about the like worst case I think they want to play Caratini quite a bit. I think they want to play think, him a good amount and then have, like, whether he's playing first base to give Abreu some more days off, whether you're giving Yiner some breaks and letting him DH when Jordan plays left. I think Caratini's going to play quite a bit. And the reason I think they prioritize Caratini is because they want a backup catcher that's going to play quite a bit. Who's a switch hitter, too. He's a switch hitter. He's be- like- the thing that stinks, though, is that he's better against righties than lefties, which he's similar to Yiner in the sense that he's better against righties than lefties. I think they're just going to have to, if, if Jake Myers flops, they're going to have to find a veteran that is cheap on another team and just make a trade. I think Dubon would be your starter. What the problem would be is that your bench death. is off. Is that because you want Yiner? I mean, is, is that because you want uh, Jordan at DH? No, I mean, there's. I just don't think that there's another DH option. No, but I'm saying I, I would put Chaz in center. Yeah, 
And then and then Jordan and left. Sure, but you don't have a DH option. Like your best option there is probably Yiner DH and Caratini catching. Right. That's not great. Well, but you could rotate too because Abreu could get some DH time too. Then Yiner's at well, but then Yiner's at first. Yeah, I'm curious because I do think they're going to give Abreu more time off this yep. year because I like he said that. Yeah, and I think there was an article. I can't remember who wrote it, so I don't want to like just say someone it. said it though. I, re- I read it somewhere that they want to give him more time off. Yeah, and they think that he's better when he has more days off. I'm sorry, Dana said it to someone. Oh, okay, was it? Yeah, Dana, Dana said it to someone. Yeah, he said to either Chandler or Tag. Yeah, because he said he felt like he was that when he came back after the back or what the mysterious back injury and yeah. all that. They said that with rest. He really liked how yeah. fresh he was and how much better of a hitter he was. I remember reading that, too. I just didn't remember who said it. And I didn't remember who wrote it. The question that I has, have is who plays first when that happens. Is it Yiner or Yiner. is it Caratini? Or Singleton. I think it's I think it's Caratini. I think that they value Caratini. Now, I don't think Caratini's like good enough to hit at first base consistently. I think it's but like Yiner. To, I wonder. I think I, it's I Yiner. I think, that's a, I think that's a spring training question that I, will be answered for them. I would rather be it be Yiner because I want Yiner to transition to be a first baseman. And in it's three about to four just years. picking up def- defensively if he can pick it up at first base. I mean, it, ideally, he can See, make I that See, I think transition. that's probably your plan B. If it's not Dubon, which I hate the idea of Dubon being an everyday starter because I want him to be your super utility guy because I think his super utility thing is great. I think the backup plan, but this is why I want a bat, but I do think the backup plan would be Jordan plays left field a whole lot, which I can't stand. Yiner's now your DH, and Caratini's your full-time catcher. I, I think that that is the plan if something were to go wrong with Jake Myers. I don't like that plan. I, I like a plan more if it's an Adam Duvall, if it's a Michael Brantley. Myers stinks. Chaz moves over to center. One of those guys plays left field. Jordan stays as the DH. Like... To me, you need a good bench. Like, look how many, look how much many games you lost from starters last year. Jose Altuve missed what sixty. Jordan Alvarez missed what forty. Jose Abreu missed what two weeks on the injured list. Like Bregman's had some time on the injured list in the past. Uh, Jeremy Pena was pretty healthy last year, but was on the injured list the year prior. Like, you're going to have a lot of guys who go to the injured list. That's baseball. No it's doubt. sports. It's attrition. Sports. And that's why you have Mauricio Dubon to take over those spots. Now, what's your bench when Mauricio Dubon is playing for Altuve, who has two weeks on the injured list? It's Greg Kessinger. It's David Hensley. Sucks. It's Corey Jolks. It's John Singleton. That's atrocious. That's not a World Series The team. only guy that has the potential ceiling to be better is Jolks because we haven't seen enough of him over a period of time where – he could still be better. Singleton, we've seen enough of. We know it's a big boom or a whole lot of bust, no matter how much people are going to talk about his eye at the plate. You know, and, and you're right about Kessinger and just about and, and Hensley and everybody else. It's like we've seen enough to realize there's no upside. There's no huge, you know, get better and, and see the progressions. Jolks is the only guy that might have something like that, but even at his ceiling, it's not that much higher. Yeah, I think Jolks kind of played to his ceiling last year. Uh, he's 27 years old. He's going to be 28 before the, the season starts. Now, is he a fifth outfielder? I think he's a fifth outfielder. That's fine. I don't want him to be my next starter if somebody gets hurt. Uh, Hockley Dan, I have to take what Dana says with a grain of salt because he also said Drew Gilbert was untouchable last trade deadline. Dana has a full list of quotes where he's been, like he talked about Kyle Tucker, how they're going to lock him up long term. Like, is that likely to happen? He said the same thing about Alex Bregman. Is that is likely it? to happen? He's, he's, just in his defense on, on, on just the Drew Gilbert alone, though, if Crane walks down the hallway and says, I want my boy back. Okay, well, let's cross that one off the list yeah. and look at Brett. No, you're right about the rest Tucker of Tucker yep, yep. look at Arigetti yep. being rookie of the no, like, I wasn't questioning all of them. Right. I'm just saying in that yeah, one. I agree, but he has a laundry list of, of exaggerate. And I like Dana Brown. I think Dana Brown is, is going to be a good general manager. We don't know enough yet. I think he has been handcuffed this offseason. I think he's going to draft well. I like Dana, but Dana exaggerates a bit. Uh, 2833, whatever happened to Pedro Leon. Uh, super toolsy. Strikes out a lot. He might get a chance this year. 
but not somebody that I would be counting on. If he does well, I'd be surprised. Uh, 6167, Hensley can play first and third. Yeah, he's capable can't of playing hit. everywhere, but he is lousy. He hit 119 he last year, 94 hit. plate appearances at the age of 27. He's not a big league player. David Hensley's not a big league player. He's, he has no business being on a major league roster that is contending for a World Series. And guess what? He wasn't last year. He wasn't on the playoff roster last year. They kept John Singleton over him, and they even kept Jake Myers off of the playoff roster for John Singleton last year. It's wild. I just don't understand this, uh, this, this bench they're rolling with. Uh, 713-780-ESPN. Let's get to those top five 2024 NFL storylines. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Broadcasting live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, deep inside the secret bee cave, it's Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham. This texture, uh, 1715, I apologize about the comment I made earlier. It was just a joke. My New Year's resolution is to work on the way I talk. I don't see your previous comment, though. Can you resend that? Can you resend that what previous? Was the com- I don't know. I'm try- I can't locate it. Uh, 1715. Appreciate your apology. I don't know the comment that you made. And for me to understand the context, can you please resend the comment? I'd appreciate that. 713-780-3776. we have learned to not believe Dana Brown. How sad. Is he really just a figurehead with regard to free agent acquisitions? Uh, I don't think so. I think that he's been given a budget from Jim Crane. And I don't think it's been, I think it's the competitive balance tax. Maybe a few million over it. And you go field the best roster that you can. I think that's why I still think he's waiting out the market for one more reliever. And look, all these big relievers haven't signed. So I'm fine with that. I don't care about when you sign them. I care that you do sign them. I think they're going to sign one more reliever. They're just waiting out the market. No, that's why I said at the start of all this, it's a wait. Yeah, they need to wake up. I don't think that there's anything that has to be done overnight because there are so many guys that are still out there because everybody was waiting for the the big dominoes to fall. And even after they did, the Soto trade and Otani and uh, the other Japanese pitcher and, 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 you know, those kind of things happened during the holidays. Now everybody's sitting there waiting, like, what's the next domino to fall? So there's still time. There's still plenty of guys out there. But you also don't want the bottom of the barrel. You want to go get guys you want to get. You hope that there's a there's still a lot of guys that want to play here with you with a chance to win. But you want to hear more about I was just reading again a couple articles this morning about potential moves and things that could happen and players that, you know, and interest from certain players and position groups. Astros weren't mentioned in anything. Not yeah, any it, single one of them. And that's concerning. Yeah, I saw I was looking at that as well. What's your prediction on what they do? Unfortunately, I think that that Naris walks. I think that they're going to they're they're going to get a, a, an outside bullpen arm, and uh, unfortunately, I feel like that's going to be it. I think they signed one reliever, and that's it. Yeah, uh, and I think they go into spring training with that. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Top five juiciest NFL stories for two thousand twenty four. Uh, some of these are weak. Like, can the can can the top contenders get over the hump? Like, Where was this from? Cool story, bro. CBS Sports. Okay. CBS Sports. The contenders they mention are the Bills. I don't think the Bills get over the hump. Uh, Cowboys. I could see them getting to a Super Bowl. I really could. Like, we were talking about this yesterday. Joe says he would take the field of the NFC over the Niners. Mm-hmm. And I think you mentioned the Cowboys is like the top team of the field. I could, I could see them making the Super Bowl. I really could. I think talent-wise, Philadelphia is better. I just think they're so poorly coached. I, I, not only just, I don't even know about coaching. I think spirit-wise for this year, they're done. I think that 
They were riding high. They were riding the Super Bowl. They were believing the hype. They thought that they were going to walk to the division title and be on their way to another matchup somewhere down the road with the Niners. And they've been kicked and punched and, and beat up in a street fight in the last couple of weeks enough and then went to, to pee all over themselves against the Cardinals. I just feel like from the standpoint of where they're at mentally and as a team and where we are in the season, I think they're done. Uh, otherwise, I would say that there's more talent on Philly, but I think that there's still a chance for Dallas to do more this year. I think Shane Steichen was the smartest guy in that coaching room by Get far. Uh, what's that? Oh, so, so in he, Philly. Yeah, I yeah. think I think Steichen was the best coach that they had. I think Sirianni's is completely overrated and asks like a toddler on the sidelines. I don't think Ryan part, Johnson's right, sure. a good offensive coordinator, and their defense is playing incredibly poor with tons of really good talent. Well, plus, they played musical chairs with their DCs, right? They oh, kept the guy yeah. with his name and his title, but but they let uh, Patricia. Call they Matt met Patricia, Patricia called defensive plays and moved down. So you already know that that's in disarray. And when you looked at the talent, just on paper again, that is. Everybody thought that was the most talented defense in the league this year in they terms of what they are, just potential. But because they haven't lived up to anything close to their potential, and now we're at this point in the season, it's like, well, this season's done. It's a wash. Better, better luck next year. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. I'm just not sold on that staff. Um, the second one they have is how long can the Joe Flacco redemption tour go? Well, this week it's over. He got benched. Joe Flacco got benched this week to rest. He's play- Jeff Driscoll is starting over Joe Flacco this week. It's kind of funny, though. Joe Flacco goes from being on his couch a month ago to now where he's being rested so they can get him ready for the playoffs. That is the life of Did Joe Flacco. you say the Driscoll cat? Jeff Driscoll starting for the oh Browns. Yeah, but isn't that crazy? Flacco goes from his couch six weeks later, and he's being rested by the Browns so he can be rested for the playoffs. Did you see what he said it's- today? No, what he say? They asked him about like the young guys on the roster, and he said if he messed up in high school, he could beat some of their dads. Because he's so old. <laughs> That's so good. I wonder if he has like a, the rocking chair in the locker room and all that. Where's How, DTR and all that? He's, he's, he's like uh, he's second string. He's going to be the second Why string. Why wouldn't they start him? He's not good. I just don't think he's very good, yeah. Wow. I mean, they signed Joe Flacco off of his couch. Because well, they that's because they well, were elite. That's for the fact that they as a veteran. That. They didn't know he was still elite. No one knew he was still elite. No, this is it's. it, it reminds me so much of, of Warner. What he did, where like he was terrible. Oh yeah, it with the Giants, and then he got benched for Eli, and then he went to Arizona, and it wasn't good right away. But like age, I think he was thirty nine when he took the Cardinals to the Super Bowl. Yeah, or like thirty thirty seven to thirty nine. So like, wearing the gloves and all it, that. Yeah, it's like very similar to that story. I think that Joe. I think the redemption tour goes for another year. I think it goes through next season. I believe he could be a starter if he wanted to. I think he's going to settle for being Cleveland's backup next year. But you I, really do? Yeah, I think he'll say it'll be for, for being Cleveland. They're going to be chanting for Joe Flacco. I think money matters. I know. Like, that's why I don't know if he can. I typically. I mean, Joe Flacco's made tons of money in his career. I typically don't believe in, like, watch out for players' feelings. But we know Deshaun Watson. But if you and go, if they if start you chanting a, for Joe you, Flacco you, week two. But if you have a deep run with Joe Flacco, are you, do you even care about Deshaun Watson? What if you won a Super Bowl? Like, straight up. What if the Browns won the Super See, Bowl? Well, this, think... is, this is like the Nick Foles conversation, only the, the massive contract that, yeah. that you didn't have to worry about that Wentz didn't have that you got with Watson. I don't think they would trend for him. Like, Trent Dilfer won the Super Bowl with Baltimore, and they, they got, they rid, got of rid of him, like, the next week. Yeah. Yep. Like, as quickly as they possibly could. Because he sucked. They won that, they he won that Super Bowl They defense. won in spite of him. And look, the Browns would win because of their defense. Defense, but Flacco's thrown for 300 yards a game. I don't think that they would give him the Dilfer treatment. I don't think they would care about the feelings of Deshaun Watson a whole lot. I think they would. I think they would gladly bring Flacco back as a backup quarterback. Plus, you have the in, you don't know how Deshaun's going to bounce back from that shoulder injury. 
No, he's but surgery on that's it. true. He might not be ready to start the season. That that's a big factor as well. Other than that, I think Flacco has a decision to make. Someone's going to want to overpay him. But if he wants to just you know make a business decision on I'm going to take less money to carry a clipboard, maybe I'll I'll play a few more games till Deshaun's ready. But and I'm and I'm being a place where I'm beloved if I have to come back in and just ride out into the sunset that way. Or does he want one more shot to start and prove that he's still got you know another year left in the tank? Because this was just a short window. To do this for a full NFL season next year, that grind at that age with whatever diminishing how his body feels, I'm I'm not sure he wants all that. Yeah, I, I have no idea what Joe Flacco wants. That will be the decision. A comfortable spot that you know you can have success with. You're okay being the backup. Maybe you play a couple of games early in the year, or do you go chase the starting what, job he's like, gonna, in money? It's he's going to make, what, six mil for this year? I mean, he's made plenty of money in his career. But, but I'm saying, but you maybe could, he wants more. I don't but know. The Browns could probably priorities. pay him six mil to be the backup next year. Yeah, I don't know their salary cap situation. But I'm just saying, you would think that they they don't want to see him walk out the door, especially if they make a decent run. They have to overpay a little, but he's not going to make as much as maybe he makes somewhere else. But it's a it's a much easier situation for him at this point in his career. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know what he wants. Somebody texted and said PJ Walker is the backup for Driscoll this week. Okay, that's correct. There you go. So DTR's. Practice, practice squad, squad or IR, I have no I don't care. I don't care what DTR is doing in Cleveland, uh, quite frankly. 713-780-ESPN. A couple more of these. What do the Bears do at quarterback? Top storyline, college football storyline, or NFL storyline in 2024. Joe made it clear what he feels like this week. I think it's – yeah, I'm team fields at this point. Like, if you're keeping Eberflus, I think it makes no sense to draft a new quarterback. Okay. I think that they ultimately keep him too. I also think that they might just keep pick number one. I don't think that they trade. The only thing is that, like, if if the draft falls the way it does, it's pretty clear that Washington and New England are going to take quarterbacks at two and three. So, like, could you create a bidding war between Washington and New England? Yeah. And frankly, could you just do what you just did again? Like, could you trade from one to three? See, that's what I was thinking. And then get the number one pick again next year or a top five pick? Like, Drake May and the New England Patriots or Caleb Williams and the New England Patriots are still one of the five worst teams in the NFL. Plus, I think the, the drop-off at receiver, like I, I think Marvin Harrison's clear-cut the best, but Marvin Harrison to Rome or Malik Neighbors is not tremendous to where if they missed out on Marvin Harrison Jr., but the consolation prize is a Malik Neighbors, it's like, oh, well, that's but still it, very good, and we yeah. still get tons of draft but capital. But my question would be, is that what they're looking for? Would they look receiver first? I would tackle. I think they go receiver. I was thinking offensive line. I could see them go like Joe Alt or the, the left tackle from Penn State and then – get receiver at like 10 or 12, mm-hmm. whatever they end up at. Mm-hmm. Because that's what I was going to say. Marvin Harrison Jr. to a lot of teams would make a lot of sense. Now that you've got DJ playing the way he's playing, do you look at a bigger weakness like protecting your quarterback more and, and go to offensive line and still find one of those receivers in the draft? But like their two best offensive linemen are their tackles. Like I, I think that to me it's the most interesting player storyline of the offseason. The most non-player is, is a tie between... You know, Belichick and then whatever, you know, like I think Harbaugh by hiring Don Wee yeah. has made it very clear he wants to be an NFL head coach. I think he's year. made it very clear for the last five years. Yeah, he yeah. got to be he an got NFL like, head he, Now coach. he's hired. He's got to like, be the, wanted. He, he, but if he, if he wins Chargers, on Monday night, he's going to be in the NFL. Chargers sent out feelers already on him and they're doing their homework. It seems like the Chargers are interested. Harbaugh's known to plant stories. That's true. I think he will be the Chargers head coach. I do too. Year. If whether win or lose on Monday, I think he's out. I think by hiring like Don Wee is the number one agent for NFL head coaches. Mm-hmm. It is like a clear sign 
that he wants to make the jump. I also think that yes, there's more. He wants to make the jump. There I might be more skeletons agree. in the closet, too. I think that he realizes he can get out now and avoid be, having to suffer whatever could still be coming down the road. There's no doubt he wants out. I just don't know how much NFL interest there is. Like I, I think he's wanted out for the last five years and has been desperate to get back in and has thrown his name into these hunts and never has really been serious. If it's not the Chargers, I think he will be the Commanders or the Panthers. He will be. You, like, you guys, I think he has real destination. No chance in okay. Chicago. No, I think they're key unless they lose by twenty on Sunday. I hope they do. I think there's a better chance that Harbaugh is not in the NFL than in Chicago. I don't I, think he'll be in Chicago. I don't think that Harbaugh is going to be in the NFL unless it's the Chargers. I don't think Washington would hire him. I don't think Carolina would hire See, him. Yeah, I, I think I this think is Chicago the kind of thing would that Tepper him. would do. I don't. And the new ownership in Washington. New ownership wants a splash. And I think that's a Harbaugh. Yeah. Harbaugh or Belichick in Washington for sure. <laughs> I think it's one of those two guys. Well, because the two leading candidates for Belichick from an odds perspective are Washington and, and the Chargers. Yeah, but now the reports are he wants to stay. Which, yeah, like, if but, I was but I don't think crap, the owner be, wants him to stay. Yeah, I mean, I could Same. see him staying if they if they have an agreement with we're hiring a general manager. You have no control of the roster and offensive coordinator. Yeah. yeah, he needs we the are, coordinators have to be worked out. Yeah, you you cannot take, you cannot take Caleb Williams or Drake May and then put him with Bill O'Brien. I'm like at seventy thirty, like seventy seventy percent he's gone, thirty percent he's back in New England. Is where I, I have my range. And if he goes, where does he go? I think Washington. I think he's maybe Carolina. I think he should take the Charger job. I don't think that they're going to give him the job. Belichick? I, no, I don't. Like you and I disagree on like the demand for Bill Belichick. I, I don't think the demand. I think Bill Belichick will be hired by somebody, but I don't think that these people are going to move mountains for Bill Belichick. I think going to L.A. with all of that on the roster and as cheap as the Spanos family is, they know in Los Angeles you bring in Belichick and he's got enough pieces to work with, specifically on defense, but even offensively. I think that he could take that team to another level. I think that they would. I. I I think, and they know it's not going to be long, long term, but I think for both parties, it would be exactly what the doctor ordered. If I'm the Chargers, I'd rather have Ben Johnson than Bill Belichick. Would you? I think offensively, you're right. Yeah, I'd much rather have the offensive coach with Herbert. 713-780-3776. Joe makes faces on Wednesday. Why today? Why are those faces being made today? It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Anyone can have a hot take on sports. You're going to continue to be a bunch of soft, underperforming, tattooed millionaires? But that's not what these guys are about. Joel and Jeremy are real, actual human beings. Guys that have lives, families, and feelings and stuff. So it's WTF Wednesday. WTF, why the phase? Where these guys let you in on their non-sports interests, goals, and dare I say it, dreams. But more than likely, they're going with all of the WTF moments of the past week. It's WTF Wednesday. Why the phase? With the Killer Bees. All right, Joe George makes faces on Wednesday. Why the face Wednesday? Why are you making a face today, Joe? I'm going to let you guys call your shots here. we got three stories. you want to start with golf, fighting, or perverts? That was the one you just told us. Huh? What about the other one you just told oh, us? Oh, that Patrick was in the Twitch chat last night? That was weird. Patrick Creighton? Yeah. He's leaving. Right? In our Twitch chat? He, he, he left. left already. Yeah, I know. He was in the Twitch chat. And he was like in the twitch.tv slash ESPN 975 Yeah, he was just supporting me and BMAC last night. It was just, it was kind oh, of... So you, you were interacting with him? No, no. Oh, he was interacting with everyone else. That's weird. Oh. Yeah. I guess it's to try to stay relevant, maybe. Jeremy said that. Why else would he be in the chat? I don't know. It was weird. Well, you better stay I on mean, top of your Twitter account. I appreciate the support. Better stay on top of my Twitter account. Yeah, last mean? time Joe and I made one of those comments on air, we got 
No, I'm not I'm not scared. I'm not, I'm not saying you should be scared. I'll just post saying. some angry gifts and let them work himself up. Um, that's weird. Like, if I were to leave, not that I ever want to, but if I did, the only reason I would never do it, but the only reason I would would be, like, to stay relevant in the time off. Would you? Like, that's weird to me. I don't understand. Because you could text us or to stay in contact with us. Yeah, so like I was showing, be, yeah, if I was supporting like Joe and B, I could just like send you a like, text. Hey, great show tonight, guys! Like it's it's to have your name be seen. That's the only reason. That's the only reason it can yeah. be. I, mean, I know it's not the first time. We had a, we had a, a, an employee who was hanging out in the Twitch chat the day after they got the whack, and they were hanging out to find out what people were saying about them. Here, With the Red Weasel. Yeah, really. Oh, oh, oh. that's what the Twitcher said. Because you can see who's watching. That's hilarious. All right, so now do you want to go with golf, fights, or perverts? <laughs> I listened to uh, I listened to Will Doctor's Century Championship uh, podcast on the way to work today. Okay, because I want to lay down some, some golf gambling bets. bets. Yeah, yeah. He's I, heard, good. I heard that Will's great, and I've been meaning. I told you this the yes, other you day. Did. That, yeah, when we were at Wildcat, that, that I always remember it on Thursday. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> it's too late. So today I remembered on. Wednesday, I took notes. I did everything. So, like, I'm fired up for the century. Well, that's not the golf story I have. So, oh. are you guys familiar <laughs> of uh, who Jersey Jerry is? No. Nope. The Barstool sports personality? I probably know the face. He but... went, like, super famous because he um, he had a mess in his pants. And he, like, told everyone about it. And he went, like, had, like, millions. Is this the and... Texas jersey at the Sugar Bowl? No, no. no that was, else. like, oh. friends with the... Um... That guy, like everyone knows, he's all, all, all the Apollo guys know. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, like so this guy was it on the was it a mess on the front or the back? Uh, just the whole mess. So he made, he made it back. both ends. <laughs> yeah, huh? so he blew it wow. out. He blew it out. Okay. Um, so but this guy does a show called uh, Jerry After Dark, where like at like 10 p.m. once a week, he does some kind of challenge, right? Like one time he did have to make a free throw, a layup, a three pointer, a half court shot in a row. If you would have missed 10, he would have to do like these punishments. This guy. Has been streaming for the last 18 hours because his challenge was to make a hole-in-one on a golf simulator. And he has taken over 2,000 shots on a par 3 since 10 o'clock last night. I mean, there's a good chance it never happens. Yep, sure. That's what I'm trying to figure out, too. How far is the hole? I think I don't know. I'm not sure. But like, like it looks like a normal, like, regular par 3. Is he he decent? No. No. He might not ever ever happen. It might not ever happen. Like, he's going, yeah, 18 hours strong. They've been going since overnight, since 10 p.m. last night. I would say he's he's trying, he's going to go until he uh, dies. Is that what he said? No, but it sure feels like it. I think it'd be more difficult to do it on a simulator. Because, like, you can, you can, like, scold one on the golf course and it can roll up there, you know? Like, I don't think you can scold one on a golf simulator. I don't know that much about uh, being on the simulator. Yeah, I don't think you could on a simulator. Because I'm just wondering like no about wind. like if there's water or sand or things like that. Yeah, you know, it looks like the could... hole. Yeah. yeah, it looks like a pretty like like standard golf shot. It like there's not, not a lot happen. of sand. Yeah, it might never. It I, might not ever happen. When do you stop? I mean, I would have already stopped. Like you're 18 hours in. Like you just wait till you get to 24 hours. And just, I mean, is and he allowed to up? pull the plug on it? I mean, it's his show, but like the brand of the show is that he doesn't stop until he makes it, or the show stops, or yeah, or he dies. Like, I don't know. Like, just keep going. Like, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Do you have one? Next one I have. A hole in one. No. No, I've, I've had, I've knocked a couple within like. Not inches. even a par three. And you, we've talked about no, it. Not on even the par on a par three. Because they, those don't count. <laughs> oh, a par, a par three, three course. course. Yeah, they don't count on par three courses. Those okay. have asterisks next to them. I got three asterisks and I have one. One. On a real hole. No, I've never And I was, that was 16 years old. Really? Yep. 
Oh, uh, and uh, someone just pointed out on the Twitch chat, 40,000 people are watching him on YouTube. Really? Try to do this. Yes. That's unbelievable. Uh, the amount of people that watch stupid stuff. Yeah. All right. So are we going perverts or fights next? Fights. All right. Uh, Josh Beard went on the air today and said he could beat Dan Campbell in a fight. I heard that. Josh has a very high opinion of himself. Agreed. I love Josh, but I agree. He doubled down by saying, I'm not saying I wouldn't take some blows and get hurt in the process, but I'm still taking him. I'm going, no, you shouldn't have doubled down, sir. What is, uh, what are, you know, we do the tell the tapes whenever people fight. Yeah. You, know, you, you yeah. have the boxing pay per views, you have the height, reach. weight, the reach. Beard goes, what, about 5'10", 320? <laughs> what, is, what is Campbell? Like, like, wow. I thought, Campbell. Oh, Joe and I are on the same page on this one. I like thought you were starting with weight. Most. I didn't know where you were going. 5'9", <laughs> five, nine, five, nine, 5'10". <laughs> you put the three in five, front of it. Ten, That's not fair. Five, That's ten. mean, Dan Campbell Jeremy. goes 6'5", 265. That was, that was the meanest Dan thing you've ever said, Jeremy. Dan Campbell was a collegiate athlete. I was a pro athlete. I wasn't being mean. You what? put a three in front of Josh's weight. That's not accurate. Is it not? I'm bad at that thing. I'm bad at that sort There's of stuff. There's no ways. There's no chance in hell there's a three in front of his. I might have embellished a little bit, but his. what is his tell of the tape? Since you you know way more, I would say more. like five ten two thirty two forty. He's not too no two sixty. No, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna say he is five eleven two sixty five. Okay, we'll go with that. I still think it's light. Five eleven two sixty five. Dan Campbell is six five two sixty five of pure muscle. Yeah, there's too and much. And he reach. was a college athlete that played in the NFL, and he's forty. He's me forty seven years old, so beard's a little younger. But Campbell looks better. Campbell looks younger. He, plus, he consumes like 9,000 Starbucks a day. It was he gets he all serious? juiced up. I don't know. Oh, it's no. He, was, he seemed to be very, very dead serious because he kept doubling down on it. And he wouldn't back off of the fact that he said, yeah, he was going to take some blows, but he could get him. <laughs> I don't know. There's no chance. I mean, his argument is that like he has like actual military like, training and military yeah. training. And has the advantage there, which I can I can hear that. But Dan Campbell's a monster. Was he military trained to fight? I mean, they probably did stuff in the military that I like Dan Campbell's chances here. What would you handicap it as? How tall is Dan Campbell? Six five? Six, I think it was what I said. There, six five. Yeah, the reach is too much. It's, He's it's, six five, two sixty five. The reach is like he would have probably like an extra six, seven yeah, inches. It, it's it's Dan Campbell alone, minus two fifty. I think it's higher than that, Joe. It's de- minus this is, 500. This, this is like this is Tyson Buster Douglas territory. I think Douglas was a 36 to 1 dog, something, yeah, like, that. something like that. I would put Beard as a 100 to 1 dog. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. That's fair. Like, yeah, I don't I don't see him doing damage to Dan Campbell. I think this is an all-time bad take that you can put on the bad take bracket. Oh, they already told them that. I guess it's not oh, really yeah. a take. Yeah, they already told them out. welcome. You're already on the, you're yeah, already we on the, We can't find we can't this one really out. find out. Yeah, so it's hard to prove it. But and uh, last one we got here uh, over the weekend. It's four o'clock. And all of a sudden, I see a Jason Whitlock oh, on Twitter, yeah. oh. and he says, "I'm looking at NFL standings on ESPN.com. This is the ad running above the standings. How is this possible? Question mark. Appropriate? Question mark. Will you be reading a, what the ad says? It was a birthday card that said, "Cojones deep inside of me is great. What's been your birthday?" So how did that happen? Like, how did he get that's the his, Google Analytics that's his, to pop up? That's his search history, and then oh, he doubled down. History? Yeah, that's how that. That's it's it's your it's based off that ad is a targeted ad. Yeah, I know it's like Google Analytics based off his Google search history. Oh, okay. 
can it be associated with your household, like on that internet? Possible, so like the IP, yeah, like as opposed to your he, computer like, address. He's like yeah. five bills. I don't know. So. I don't because so. I get stuff I that Lisa so. purchases, like Macy's and things like Do that. You and, share a computer? No. Huh. So that's why I asked that question because a lot, uh, and we don't share the same email address. But I would, but I get some of that. I would guess it's specific to your computer, like my Mac address versus an IP. Address. I feel like it's your. But I don't first, know that. For yeah, sure. I don't know. It's, I'm not sure if it's computer. Or, but then he doubled down. He sure did. Like I actually don't have that tweet. It was a mon- it was like PC worthy. And I don't think actually I can read that one on the air. Wasn't it like a all. shirt or something? It was a T-shirt. No, it was after yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not reading this. No, there was the T-shirt first, and then there was the long diatribe of how he used you know because he claims to be a very church worthy guy and a Christian and all that, and he also talks openly about how in the past he was strip clubs and he didn't believe in those things, and then he went off on Katie Nolan. Oh, I saw Katie Nolan like tweet some things. Yeah, he went on, the, on Katie okay, Nolan and all this, and and then tried to double down on how yes, it wasn't very church worthy, but it he, was. He claims the T-shirt is a like very dirty T-shirt, but it's about drinking tequila, <laughs> like like so salt, like salt drink, and then lime That's with other is. words. So, what are you scared of saying, Joe? It's just it's not, I'm not saying it. I the T-shirt or the, the first t-shirt. word in the. But the search yeah, history. I'm not. I'm not because I'm not. I'm not saying it because I don't want me to have that audio out there for people like Frank. That's a good idea. So it's it's probably smart. smart. I don't. Well want, played there. I'm not saying it on the air because I don't want that audio Whitlock to be available. Once fell asleep on the air, I believe, on another station here in the market when when he was a guest in, being interviewed about the NBA. Really? I believe he once fell asleep during an interview on the air. I've almost fell asleep doing a show with you. I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> I'm doubt kidding. that. I'm kidding. On the highway to hell, I believe that he was on and he fell asleep during the interview. McLean's done that. Francisca's done that. All the greats do that. Oh, <laughs> oh Mike Francesa? Francesa. Yeah, yeah he he's... That. All the greats well, yeah. do it. Francesa uh, did it a lot. Did you see B-Dub's tweet today? The no. B-Dub's tweet? Oh, it was fantastic. Like, it was really well played. In fact, I'm getting B-Dub's for dinner tonight out of respect to the tweet. It said, so I'm looking at the current standings. This is the ad running at the top of the page. How is this possible? Looks delicious. And it's a picture of B-Dub's wings. Smart. <laughs> it's a great tweet. Smart. Unbelievable. Really well played. 1.1 million views. Doing numbers, B-Dubs. I usually don't like my wings from B-Dubs, but because of the tweet, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give them my business tonight. 713-780-ESPN. Uh, uh, speaking of numbers, though, Whitlock, 24 million views on that tweet. On the first one. On the first one. Yeah. You think it was calculated? Huh? I was don't. It calculated? I don't know. I think he just is. Have you seen the heat that H-Town Critic's been taking on Twitter? Yeah, but that deserves every bit of it. Yeah. But, I mean, you're kind of giving him attention. I like, think, it's what he wants. I think there are people who did not know who this H-Town Critic guy was, and they do now because people have been making yeah. fun and of him. And he's making so it worse by he's coming out trying to defend every single Manny and others that have, like, sold him out is on it, it. Is it worse, though, or is it producing numbers? I don't know. I think it's kind of soft. He's got a blue response. check mark. He like, pays he's, for it. Sure. But you, oh, yeah. But in order to get paid on Twitter, you have to have a blue check mark. Oh, yeah. He's getting money because he has a blue check mark, and he's doing these, these tweets to get like to get impressions. Of, I had to mute him because he was obnoxious. Yeah, his his questions are out there. Uh, they are, uh, and sometimes mine are out there. Pistons coach Monty Williams uh, had some uh, high marks for Alpi Shingun. What did he have to say? And where does Alpi stack up amongst the best big men in the NBA? 
It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Hey, before we go to the break, tell you about my good friend Doc Linville again. Doc Linville, best in the business. Start the new year the right way. Get your hair back. All you got to do is go to 975hair.com because Doc Linville is going to give you a free consultation with him and his staff that normally costs 150 bucks. You'd get there in for free. They tell you all about the neograft procedure and how genetically you're never going to lose the hair on the sides in the back of your head. And he can take some of that hair, put it where you need it most, mainly in the front or on top in the back where you get those bald spots. And it can improve your self-confidence, your appearance, and everything about your 2024. It is absolutely a fantastic procedure. I went through it. I did it. I couldn't be happier with it. I tell everybody about it. I'm telling you now, to start the new year, he is actually doing even more to try and help you guys out and get you going in the right direction because he believes so much in this procedure. So, therefore, he's going to reduce his prices on doing the procedure, and per follicle, it's going to cost you less to get more. He's going to push $3.50 per neograft. That is a substantial savings, and it's going to allow you to get more hair where you need it most and feel better about your appearance on a daily basis. It's a game changer. Granado tells you about it. I tell you about it. Others have told you about it. Everybody says the same thing. It's really the best solution that there is when you start losing your hair. But you get the consultation with Doc and his staff for free. So if you don't want to do it, you just walk away. No obligation, no signing on the dotted line, no money out of pocket. All you got to do, 975hair.com and sign up for that. Um, just that consultation. It's free for you. It's normally 150 bucks. Check it out and see if you can start the new year the right way and get involved with the Neograph procedure and Doc Linville at 975hair.com. Welcome back to the Killer Bees Nuts. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Here's Joel Blank and that Jeremy Branham guy. It's uh, Branham and Blank. Killer B. Beard's getting destroyed on the Twitch. He's getting destroyed on the text line, which is great because we have mean text every Friday. Um, Somebody said that he did military training for the Air Force and everybody's poo-pooing on the Air Force. Hmm. Air Force part of the military, 713-780-3776. They said that he is uh, he's suited to hand coffee to the pilot. Mm. Mm. Not great. Um, somebody, apparently Josh said his weight on the air today. Somebody texted and said 5'11", 270, and y'all mocked me for mine. I'm not that far off. You're 100 I'm in the ballpark. I was five pounds mean? off. Yours was better than mine, but I was within 50 pounds. You said 360. I said 320. Oh, okay. Oh, but still, right. that's a lot of weight to be off. I think I 50 said 320. Pounds? No, I think, you said I, think I said 320. Yeah, but 50 pounds, you're, you're, you're patting think him a lot. Think about this, though. Talk about padding stats. Think that's about, tough. Okay, you're talking about padding stats. Do you think he was honest about his weight? Fair. Well, you know, he does go to the gym a lot. I would think that he, think checked, he, was honest he, he weighs weight? in. Whenever people say their weight, are they usually telling the truth? No. no. And whenever they're usually not telling the truth, which way do they pat it? Light. Do they usually lose they it light. or do they add it? They so light. he says 270. Now, he's probably 290. Now a, I'm within 30 pounds. There's a scale by the vending machine. Is there really? Yeah. I think it's we used to use since, it since the weight loss challenge. Yeah. Oh. So you could make him get on the scale tomorrow. Someone said, I'm not going to read this today. It's just too mean. But I will read it on uh, Friday during uh, during mean text. Um, Beard said he would run away from Derek Lewis. Well, of course you would. Key from LA. Everyone hey, smart should run away from Derek Lewis. Did I miss Astros talk today? I really be looking forward to that segment. Yeah, yeah, you can uh, podcast it later. Um, 3167 said he said he did training with Army and Marines. I don't know where he did his training. I know he's in the he military. He has a military but, background. I never Force, asked. I believe, but. Air Force? 
I believe so. It says Air Force requires the highest ASVAB test scores. Typically, Air Force is the smartest branch. I'll take your word for it. Uh, How does that compare to the S2E? Uh, it's probably pretty similar. Yeah, I would guess it's probably pretty similar. Fair. Uh, seven one three seven eight zero ESPN Pistons uh, coach Monty Williams, which he got the bag and then can't win basketball games anymore. Boy, did he? But he was in town the other day. Rockets uh, beat him up pretty good. He had some high comments, high remarks on Alpi Shingun before the game. He said about Alpi, he Alpi might be the best post up guy in the league now. It's Jokic, Embiid, and him. Cash or trash? If he's third, cash it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he like the first sentence there. Like that's that's too much. He yeah, might be much. the best post up guy in the league. Like eh, no, he's not Jokic. He's not Embiid. But is he right behind? Jokic yes, yes he is. Yes, That's he incredible. is. I think that the only thing that is has ever slowed Alpi down is his inability defensively or his shortcomings defensively. But if he continues, we talked about this the other day, if he continues to play as well as he's playing offensively, you can live with whatever he can't do or his limitations on D because he's become so good. I would never put him above Jokic because of the, the touch. There's just so much touch. From three-point range is one thing, but even around the basket with his multitude of moves, I think the Joker is on a level all by himself because I think that Embiid really doesn't like to play low post as much. He likes to play from the elbows and in. But if he's top three, it's fine with me. I mean, that's a great place for him to be, and I I think he's there. I can't – real quick, if I told you, name another center that should be in that discussion other than those three. Yeah, I mean, outside of uh, Embiid and Jokic, I have trouble. Like, is Anthony Davis a low post guy? He kind of likes really. to play on the outside, face up a bit. He'll post up. You know, he's he's Vucevic or and eh, probably not. Like, he's got a bigger resume. He's done it for longer. He puts up some numbers, but I mean, what's the guy in New Orleans? Have Alpi. He's a little bit younger. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I can't think of his name. I mean, but there's yeah, both guys are like very similar in their game. Like, Joe has the the Vuce Vuce is the bull, right? Yeah, I feel like Vooch is more closer. And who's the guy in New Orleans? It's a Jonas Valanciunas. Valanciunas. Yeah. Both guys have some touch and, and can shoot the ball from the elbow and facing up. Yeah, Vooch, Vooch and Valanciunas, like they're 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 below Alpi for sure. Brooke Lopez has decided to become a three point shooter yeah, more than he wants to be down low now. And if and if they're not below Alpi, you you would take Alpi because of the age. Sure, the upside. Yep, you would take Alpi because of the age, the upside. So even Contract if those guys right are still too. a little bit better than him, which you know we'll be biased in Houston, and I don't watch those guys closely. Like I watch them if they show. I watch Brook Lopez enough to know that he could actually. He used to get a ton of buckets for years with the Nets down low, and he's become so enamored with shooting the three ball. And same thing with Anthony Davis. Once they started encouraging Anthony Davis to face the basket and shoot threes, he forgot about his post game. And because there's not that many dominant centers in the game. They're actually walking away from a, a position on the floor they could be more dominant. Yeah, so, Dre said some bonuses of four, not a five. Like I don't know what he means by that. Like a to four, compare him as the low, we're just talking nah, low post. But I think Dre's saying that a four is not a post guy. Like yeah, I disagree is. with that. Like it depends on the style. It depends on the team. So bonus like, is definitely a post a post based four or five. It depends on who the team is though. Like Jabari, like he posts up sometimes. Like no, sometimes post he'll post guy. up. Yeah, he posts up sometimes. I give it to him. The yeah, post but I mean, you, you, to your point, is he a post guy or a perimeter guy? He's more perimeter. Jabari is a perimeter guy. If I look at Sabonis and say, is he a post guy or a perimeter guy? I think he's a post guy. It's also just where the NBA is at nowadays. Like you go sure. back to the mid nineties. Charles Barkley was a four. He was a post up player. Mm-hmm. They would dump it to him in the post. You Carl Malone was Carl a Malone. four. Yeah. So it's you Ewing, see, Dream, all the well, way down. Were, they were fives. Right, but well, yeah, okay. Tim Duncan, 
Yeah, he was four times when he right. played with Robinson. Right. Yeah, so it, it's kind of the – it depends on the style of the team. But there's there's some styles in the NBA where you use your four as a postman. Now, not nearly as much as it used to be. Used no. to be used that was to be, That was even standard. Every team had to have two yeah. or three post guys back in the day. But now, today's NBA, like the NFL's gone pass happy. NBA's gone three and D happy. So your centers are supposed to be more perimeter-based uh, stretch fives. Yeah, I mean, you even see some guys. You're right. Like, you even see some stretch fives now. It's like yeah. all about spacing, clearing out the lane, which I like. I like a good post up guy. The like, Joker I, I, can be considered a stretch five for yeah. as much as he has talent. Low post, they like him shooting threes. See, I like the throwbacks. I like the low post because I think that you can. Uh, I think it's a huge asset. I think it's a huge weapon if you can if you can do that. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Blankers found a quarterback list that sucks. I found a quarterback list that sucks. Or are we just homers to C.J. Stroud, or is the national media just a bunch of idiots. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5.